I am in overalls. You're so stinking cute. Yeah, I got them from Target. And then I got this little off-the-shoulder crop top from H&M. How cute. H&M has really cute tops, but I've realized that that's the only thing that I can buy from them. So <laughs> I think the last thing that I bought from H&M was a jean skirt in 2008. Wow. They have some really cute stuff. Just I'm too tall for any of their dresses. So they become shirts on me. <laughs> shackets. Yes. Shackets. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is not a fashion podcast. This oh is, God. No, it's not. It's not. We would, <laughs> we would flunk that one. <laughs> this is haunted or hoax though. And I'm Jennifer. And I am Kristen. Welcome. Welcome. Hope you had a good week. Hope you are surviving March. I think I've heard beware the Ides of March more this year than I have any other year I've been alive. So is everybody just having a really rough go of March? I think so. I had somebody say the other day that like March seems like it's going by so slowly, but we're already at the 19th and I feel like it's been pretty fast for me. So yeah, we're halfway through the month. We're halfway through the year. Christmas is right around the corner, guys. No, no, no. Let's <laughs> not do that. I'm ready for summer. Well, I'm Let's, ready for May. Yeah. I'm I'm ready for that warm weather. I threw a curveball at Kristen twice. That's okay. Because <laughs> I was like, I can't find anything on anything. And then turns out I couldn't find much on this either. So well, you know, I, you know, this, it worked out because the place that we were going to do before, which we might still do later in the podcast, I don't know, one day it had some stuff, but not a whole ton. And this place had a ton of stuff paranormal wise. So it worked out well for me. Yeah. I thought it might (laughs) go me looking for your things before I looked for my things. And I was suggesting it, I was looking through like stuff in El Paso and I was like the paranormal pinnacle or something like that. And I was like, Oh, this will be perfect for Kristen for me. It's all about me. It's fine. No, it's all about you. We've established it, <laughs> but we are doing the De Soto Hotel, or is it De Soto? I've just been saying De Soto in my head. That's just how I say it in my brain. Can you tell that I'm white if I go De Soto? <laughs> Can I get a taco with salsa verde? <laughs> Poor favor. <laughs> so I'm sorry if it's supposed to be pronounced a certain sort of way, but I think it's DeSoto. I think that's fine. It's 49 in El Paso, by the way, if we're talking about the weather. So oh. kind of cold in Texas. That is, yeah, it's colder there than it is here. It's 54 here. That's why people are haunting it. It's cold it's for cold. Texas. I got most of my information from the El Paso History Alliance Facebook group. And then they also shared an article from the Trost Society, which is essentially another historical society that gave pretty good information on the DeSoto. But the DeSoto wasn't actually always called that. It was originally called the Great Northern, and it was opened in late November of 1905. Okay. Just the Great Great Northern in Texas. In Southern Texas. Yeah. Well, uh, is it Southern Texas? We're not going to go there. No, <laughs> I Texas don't have a map. <laughs> Maybe it's Northern Texas. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> um, 
That's why I sent you those two pictures. So mm-hmm. the first picture I sent you was, I believe, from 1912. And then the second one was from 1921. Nice. And that's why it has the Great Northern on the top of the building. But obviously, it is the same building. It was built and owned by two El Paso contractors, Daniel Stewart mm-hmm. and John Crawford. And the El Paso Herald Post from 2018 stated that the original name of the property was the St. Louis Hotel, Mm -hmm. but that is not correct because the St. Louis Hotel and the Great Northern were two completely separate properties that they stated that you can tell that from a map that showed Mm -hmm. the Great Northern and the St. Louis as two separate properties. So just to clear that, any confusion up, they were able to find a building permit dated June 14, 1904. Mm. And the building took nearly one and a half years to complete, which apparently is a long time for structures to be built in that era. I'm sitting here thinking like, like, yeah, I feel like it takes longer to build things now. Yeah. At half the, half the quality too. Yeah, exactly. Um, They contribute that to probably too many ghosts. Oh, okay. (laughs) They have, they have great humor. So Stewart and Crawford was pretty busy as far as their construction firm goes, they had a couple of buildings that they built in the area. The YMCA building for Trost and Trost, um, a fire station, and then they also put up a couple of buildings on the same block as the St. Louis. Since they built on the same block, that might contribute to the confusion of why they thought the St. Louis Hotel was one and the same. And then they also said that confusion was probably caused by the ghosts. Oh, (laughs) so they're just being very flippant about the ghost thing. They are. (laughs) And they also say that the DeSetta changed owners three times since 2012. And the current owner is OAG DeSoto LLC, who purchased the building in March of 2019. It had recently been deemed eligible for the National Register of Historic Places, which would have helped get them additional grants because they were already they already had plans to renovate the building right they had already received several grants they had a grant for almost twenty five thousand dollars for vacate improvements another grant for twenty five hundred dollars to improve the lighting and then a ten thousand dollar grant for pedestrian corridor improvement unfortunately They were not able to start on that because the hotel caught fire in February, like literally last month. Yeah. It was a very big fire. The roof is completely destroyed and they still haven't been able to determine what the cause of the fire was yet. But the owner, I watched an interview and he hasn't even determined if he wants to move forward or not because what started out as just like a facelift has turned into like a full Full demo. Yeah. Because he said that the roof is completely destroyed. Like they'd have to build a completely new roof. There was an overhead drone footage and it's like, it's pretty yeah. much just four walls left in the basement. Basement's yeah. still there. Basement is the worst part. So <laughs> of course it stuck around. Yeah. So it's kind of up in the air as far as what is going to happen to this building. If it's going to stick around, I know that there's a pretty big push for saving the historical buildings in El Paso because I've already lost a few. Yeah. So hopefully they're able to do something with this, but that's, that's all that I have. I searched 
newspapers.com to see if there was like something that happened in the past. There wasn't that I could find. Um, I even did a news search for more recent stuff to see if, you know, maybe something tragic had happened in the early 2000s or something like that. And I couldn't really find anything like that. I did see a bunch of Google reviews saying that it was a very dilapidated building and that there were, you know, a lot of bed bugs and cockroaches and bad bug infestations. Yeah, because I think that like at one point it was more of a residential hotel like people were staying there weekly yeah they had short-term leases yeah and you know people were saying that there was a really big drug problem yeah um so people overdosed there regularly so i feel like there was already kind of bad energy but you're not going to hear about somebody dying in a bad reputation hotel if that makes sense yeah um i do have like a little tidbit for you because uh, the DeSoto Ghost Tour Company is run, I think helped run. I couldn't figure out everybody's like job title within mm-hmm. this company, but the guy who's who's in the video that I took from YouTube for my research a lot, his name is Leon, and he is, I guess, co-owner or he helps run the ghost tours, and he's very close with the current owner of the DeSoto Hotel. And I found a video post-fire that was like very recent, like I want to say at the very end of February, where he yeah. was like, the owner says he's going to rebuild. So, oh, did he? Yeah, he said I've been talking to the owner, and he's leaning towards rebuilding. Oh, I see. So I had to search their Facebook page for DeSoto Hotel and I found and scroll and scroll and scroll. And I finally found that that video, but it was post fire. And he did say that they are going to, the owner is leaning at this moment towards rebuilding. Mm, Gotcha. But I don't know if that means like, because he got extra grants or people are investing in this now that it's gotten some traction in the news and paranormal world i don't know yeah i know that they were waiting for like the inspector to come through and determine whether or not the building was viable yeah savable so as far as it being like structurally sound yeah there's a lot going on here that people say that there's going on here (laughs) but if you didn't find anything it's it's all hearsay but it's still very interesting I will say based on what I've seen, like that specific Ghost Adventures episode has always stood out to me. Like as soon as you referenced that, I knew exactly which one you were talking about. Yeah. And it is, it is a wild episode. It is. So I don't really, I don't really know. Well, I will, I will tell you and you can determine for yourself (laughs) based off the evidence. (laughs) Maybe we'll see. (laughs) We'll see. I might have to dig a little bit deeper to see if I could find literally anything. Yeah. Even the, in the, even the spirits I'm going to talk about, like some of the ones that have names, they just have a first name and they have very vague backstories. So who knows? It could be very, it very well could be true and just had, didn't make the news or it could be something that was built up from a tiny little rumor Yeah, into like a huge thing. So we'll see. Well, you want to take a break from my 10 minute spiel? (laughs) We'll take a a short break and then we'll come back. Yes. 
Hello, Ghosty fam. Have you heard our podcast, The Activity Continues, yet? I'm Amy, and I host the show with my friend and fellow fan of the paranormal, Megan. Hi, everyone. Our show is a recap of the TV show, The Dead Files, which airs on the Travel Channel. Every week, we each pick an episode of The Dead Files and recap it for you. And sometimes we even dig a little into the history of the crimes that led to the paranormal activity. We also talk about our own paranormal experiences and would love to talk about yours as well. So if you want to share your stories, email us at theactivitycontinues at gmail.com. So grab a stogie, hop in the caddy, and join us for The Activity Continues. Nailed it. We're back. Here we are. Here we are. Zach got on the shuttle. Oh, how great. So we'll see. One step closer. One step closer. He's got an hour. So I have some time to tell you all about the cluster of a haunting that is this hotel. Like I said, most of my research came for this from this two-hour YouTube documentary. Um, it's from a channel called The Paranormal Files. Actually, it's The Paranormal P- Files in parentheses, official channel. Hmm. So I guess like there's another paranormal files out there, but this is one that's run by Colin and Jeff. I'll give you a little bit of the names that I'm going to be using because <laughs> it's like a cast of characters. Let me tell you what the cast is in this, in, in this saga it's that I'm going to spin for you. kind of story. Um, so Colin and Jeff are the ones that run the paranormal files channel they are a team that goes in and does paranormal investigations, much like Ghost Adventures and Ghost Hunters, um, just on YouTube. They seem pretty successful. They do a lot of clickbait with their um, thumbnails and their titles. Mm-hmm. This particular one about the DeSoto is called Demon Caught on Camera at DeSoto Hotel, scary, scariest place in El Paso. If you watch this video and you see a demon, please tell me the timestamp because I watched this video and I did not see any sort of demon. There was a lot of interesting things that went on during their video and their investigation here, but I did not see an apparition or any sort of demon-like thing that was convincing in any way. So, uh, but that's Colin and Jeff. They also are joined by Leon, who, like I said, is, I think, one of the owners of this, the this El Paso ghost tours, not the DeSoto mm-hmm. ghost tours. And he was very knowledgeable. He was very level-headed. He was a great time. The first hour of this video is him just doing like legit the tour that they do, hmm. taking them through the spaces and telling them all the stories at the you know, anecdotes of experiences there. It was a ton. Like some of the stories that I'm going to tell you are just like a fraction of what he was talking about. I just couldn't fit anything in because then this would be a two hour podcast and (laughs) it would, it would go on for far too long, but we try not to do that most of the time. Yeah. Most of the time trying to keep it at an hour 15, but he was just really great. He was very thorough. And then they're also joined by during their own investigation portion of the video, they're joined by a 
another YouTube paranormal investigator. His name is Johnny. I'll link his YouTube video because he has his own 30 minute video about his experiences while he was investigating with them. I didn't watch it because at that point I was like, (laughs) I watched this video. I watched another like very short five minute video. And then I watched the ghost hunters and uh, ghost adventures. And then I did some website research. By that time I was like, I am to the brim with (laughs) what I want to learn about this hotel. Um, But he, I think he has a little bit more um, specific clips of Mm -hmm. some things going on there. There are a lot of entities. I think at one point Leon said that in the basement, there's about eight people entities and then um, three demonic entities there just in the basement alone there are also he said like we mentioned before this used to be um like a short-term term lease sort of hotel and there's talk of like a lot of drug use a lot of um violence that happened within the hotel because of because of that he said that most likely somebody has died in every single room at least one person has died in every single room of that hotel, like the the bedrooms. So, That's a little depressing. It is um, very depressing. This whole place, when he did the tour, I will insert a um, little factoid. This YouTube video was filmed literally like three weeks before this place, this place burned. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very recent, 2022. So going through it, it was like seeing it pretty much in real time. And a lot of the rooms that they opened that they could open were just, they had stuff like people's stuff, like they had never left, but it was really messy, very rundown people, like people's, you know, personal belongings, clothing, sheets on the bed, like empty cans of like Pepsi and everything. Leon did say that they have like a lot of issues with people still breaking in and squatting there. The homeless will try to break in to stay for the night since there are rooms that provide shelter. So, but I was under the impression that this, a lot of the stuff in the hotel rooms are from way back when, and it's just been sitting there. Yeah, they did like before the fire, they had already evacuated the building because yeah. they were getting ready to do the renovations. So, if it was somewhat recent to the fire, then it really might have just been people's stuff that they just left Left. yeah so it was very it it, every time you go into a place and it's like that it just adds like a creepiness level like you're kind of like intruding on somebody's personal space and they were just there um so it definitely added to the eerie feel but there are a few of kind of uh notable spirits and things going on. So I'm going to break down the activity and some of the nameable entities. The first one is Sarah. She supposedly haunts the hotel's corridors. She's a rather playful spirit. She reportedly can be found wandering in and out of rooms at the DeSoto. She could be heard laughing and giggling. And when prompted, she has been caught on an EVP saying her name Uh, I got that from a website called hauntedrooms.com. 
but they did not provide any sort of EVP to go along with that. Leon said during the tour, they'd communicated with Sarah a lot. And supposedly she was seven years old and she died in a fire. She said that there was a fire with her mother while they were cooking and her and her mother both died. But I didn't get a specific year for that. There was a fire at a DeSoto, but it was in Louisiana and people did die in that fire. That was one of the newspapers that I found, (laughs) but it was in a different state. Yeah. And I think that's, that's also going to be adding to some sort of confusion behind the legends of this place. Because when I first looked up DeSoto, I found a YouTube video. I was like, oh, great. This girl went in there. And she started showing pictures and stuff. And she was like, I'm at the DeSoto in like Oklahoma. So there's a few (laughs) hotels named the DeSoto. So you have to be very, very like specific that you want the El Paso one. Mm -hmm. But at any rate, that's what they say happened. They reported that Sarah had said she was looking for her mother. And eventually after doing a lot of tours and doing a lot of investigation, they actually had a woman entity present herself and say she was looking for her daughter so daughter spirit mother spirit they leon's team kind of assumed that they belonged together and so i guess it was very vague i'm guessing that they had a medium come in and help like reconnect the two to try to pass them on and for a while they said that the both of the entities were very quiet they never Mm -hmm. heard from the woman presenting entity again However, Leon said Sarah came back and he found it odd that Sarah came back once they had supposedly gave her closure. And so he doesn't really believe that the entity that's now presenting as Sarah is actually Sarah. He mm-hmm. believes it's something darker or more evil that is now pretending to be Sarah or posing as a little girl's spirit to like to trick or lure people into a false sense of security. Right. And I think in the Ghost Adventures episode, this is mentioned as well. They have interviewed some of the residents there because this was back in 2016, 2017, I believe, um, when people were still living there. And some of the residents did say um, there's a little girl, but it's not a little girl. Like it giggles and runs around like a little girl, but they don't think it's a little girl, which is just (laughs) no, no, no. Also, one of the big people that I kept hearing about in this video, but not a lot online, but since Leon does give the tours, I'm guessing it's a big, big thing around El Paso, like locally urban legend is devil Dave. What a nickname. Is that like a gamer tag? No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently he lived on the second or third floor in room seven. And I watch the ghost adventures episode and hearing Leon's story. I think that there's two different men performing satanic rituals. Oh, was the other one? Devil Dale. (laughs) Yeah. Devil Dale or devil Dan. Um, No, (laughs) because Zach Bagans is interviewing people and he's also giving some quote unquote history. And he said that in 1973, there was a man who was arrested for breaking into the DeSoto and performing a satanic ritual and like destroying one of the rooms. And 
Devil Dave supposedly did a satanic ritual with a pentagram in the basement, which you can see with the offering jars, candles, the whole works. Like it was a very elaborate thing. And somebody caught him and I guess he was still allowed to live there. But I'm from what I pieced together from the story that Leon told soon after that, Devil Dave was found in his room at the hotel having taken his own life. Um, They have like a date for that? They did not have a date for that. Just that he had taken his own life. His body was found. And before he had committed suicide, trigger warning there. (laughs) I never know if like you should say that or just say it in a different way. Um, But before he had committed suicide, he'd smeared blood and feces all over the wall. Sounds like Devil Dave needed help. Yeah. It sounded like he had a lot going on. That's sad. Yeah, it is sad, and the image is not not very pretty. During the tour, they found room seven. Supposedly, they found a room seven. Leon did say he's not really sure if that is the room seven that Devil Dave died in or lived in because the floor plans of the place had changed a lot over the years. Mm-hmm. But they happened upon this room seven, and there is like a... It's like you took a cross and then like splattered like blood like over it and then took the cross away. So it made like an imprint. Mm -hmm. Like that's what it looks like. A cross used to be there and there's blood around it. Like dry blood. Yes. Over this room seven, which was very creepy. Regardless of Devil Dave being there or not, that's creepy. (laughs) It just adds to the whole ambience of something is very wrong in this hotel. Leon said that Dave used to come through a lot through EVPs and spirit box sessions, but not so much in recent years. And he's not really sure why he thinks that maybe Dave moved on or something is preventing him from coming forward. But he says that they don't really get any big experiences with him anymore. And if you search DeSoto Hotel Devil Dave, there's not a lot of official things on like ghost websites. So that's why I'm I'm leaning towards that Devil Dave is a more of like an urban legend. Yeah, I mean, I can look into it a little bit more to see if like there was an article about a guy getting arrested in 1973. But I mean, yeah, I try to stay away from like the when I'm doing my research, I try to stay away from your stories essentially so that there's no like crossover so sometimes I get (laughs) I get more information from you that I could like then build on but yeah and it's like hard too because I try to stay away from the history just so like I can find out like in real time if any of this is true Mm -hmm. but then it's also hard when it's like oh so-and-so mentioned this very vague thing and I'm like well if you don't do a specific search of that you're never gonna find it because who right who would Google the name Devil Dan- Dave? It literally sounds like a gamer tag. It does. I mean, if anybody's aspiring to be a Twitch gamer, there's your or like a <laughs> there's your a motorcycle helmet brand. Ooh, or like a motorcycle like motocross racer, mm-hmm. skateboarder. There's so many things you could do with that name. Maybe not be a saint- Satanist, but 
Um, a saintist. <laughs> saintist. You could be a saint. You can't do that with the name Del Dave. No. <laughs> um, there is also something called the shadow in the doorway. Hmm. It apparently has come up in video. According to the Haunted Rooms website, again, they did not provide a video. Uh, investigators looking into the DeSoto have set up cameras and audio recording equipment in the hotel's abandoned hallways and came away with some creepy, intriguing evidence. They said in the in some footage, a investigator recorded a strange voice can be saying, can be heard saying, "Who cares." But, you know, fair. (laughs) While the EVP was collected, not long after a faded shadow-like person walks across the hallway doorway, like like they're in a room, they can see in the doorway, a shadow figure walking across. I just feel like with random statements like that, it's just residual. And I know we use that a lot, but like just random phrases. In like random movements that don't correlate with anything. I feel like it's just something that is stuck there. And in that environment, somebody saying who cares seems very logical. Yeah. Well, and like the shadow in the doorway also seems like it correlates with the thing in the basement, which I'm going to get to in a second. But it also seems like there's a lot of shadows going on at the DeSoto. There's a lot of shadow person activity um leon said that there's shadowy figures that go by in the hallways there's a cat-like one that goes like through people's legs like like a cat like winding around somebody's leg um that happens a lot there's also he's also personally seen like fingers like shadow like fingers curling around a doorway which is just too creepy to imagine. I don't like that at all. I would simply pass away <laughs> and become a ghost from seeing that. Shadow fingers, another great gamer tag. Right. <laughs> but but also, how do you just go back after that? I would never go back. No. Mm-mm. But Leon does and go also, back. Also, I would never lot. look. I would never look at a doorway again. No. Mm-mm. Just blinders on. I don't. Mm -hmm. That's why I sleep with my back towards the doorway. (laughs) So I just don't want to know. Leon said that the scariest moment for him was actually in the basement with a shadow in the doorway like experience. He said that he and a group were watching these sort of shadows of different like hues or shadows, hues, shades, shadows, shades of uh, darkness. Mm-hmm. Kind of swirling in the doorway, getting lighter and darker. That's and then weird. everybody, yeah. And everybody was like, wow, like that's what they were saying. Like we're all seeing this. This is very strange. And then it suddenly stopped. And then a large shadow stepped out of the doorway. Like it like stopped and then it's like and moved away to let more light in. And if that, Leon is right, that's the scariest thing I've ever heard. Like, it's watching you watch it and you don't realize how big this thing is. And then it moves. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. It just feeds mm. everybody's fear of basements. Really? There's no way. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm, you know, when I grew up the basement that 
the house that I mainly grew, grew up in, I was bolting up those stairs every time with my my parents' little dog scout at my heels because he didn't like that place either. He knew. He also didn't like anybody running ever. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I carried him everywhere. So that was uh, that was his scariest moment, Leon said, which I don't blame him. No, completely agree with that. And it was correlated with this thing in the basement. So not only are shadows like on the actual residential floors, apparently the basement is like the hot spot for everything going on because of supposedly this satanic ritual that went on. It's a lot of demonic and negative activity. Leon mentioned a small child height demon with glowing green eyes, a larger demon-like entity that has a long neck and praying mantis-like arms, which is just, (laughs) you see these things with your eyes and you still go back there. It's just mind-blowing to me. I'm all in the pursuit of like the supernatural and the paranormal to some extent, but when there is a entity that's just a shadow with a long neck and praying mantis like arms, please get out. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Me either. Like this place should be a, a, a good horror movie su- subject. Well, and I'm wondering, like, I wonder what it was built on top of. Mm. If it's all in the basement, maybe it's in the ground. Maybe. That's a good point. Because the basement, like, nobody stayed there. No, it's just pretty much used for storage. And literally the only thing that supposedly happened there was the satanic ritual, which you can you can see the pentagram on the floor. Yeah, but I'm sure people do satanic rituals in many places that don't end up with, like, five different demons and a bug demon in there as well. That's true. That's just yeah. assumption. If I'm wrong, feel free to correct me. <laughs> yeah. If you have done satanic rituals, <laughs> don't if email everywhere... us. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like it's more rooted than the rooms. Yeah, definitely. I can, I get where you're coming from. And that's what I have kind of thought too. It's just very something else has to be going on here than some of the rumors that he's even explaining. And the basement with like those demon like entities that are hanging around there it's not just like they look or seem from descriptions terrifying they're also apparently doing a lot of harmful like physical activity maybe they're skinwalkers oh no 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 (laughs) (laughs) no no let's not put that into the universe (laughs) but they do reportedly pinch, bite, and scratch people. And Leon actually did give some evidence to that. So I'm going to send you some photos of some of the physical things that ha- people have had happen to them. This is all, Leon said, people that have taken his tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and then while on the tour in the basement have gotten scratched. So I'm sending to them to you now to the main Zoom. The first one looks like indentations. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. The first one I was like very, I'm curious as to where on this body it is because they almost look like stretch marks. Yeah. It looks like that's like how shoulder. deep. Yeah. That's how deep they are, but it doesn't, I guess you can have stretch marks anywhere, but on that, I if it, if it is a sh- shoulder, I feel like that's kind of unusual. 
Yikes. That doesn't look like a good time for anybody. No. And it's very interesting because it looks like they all kind of get attacked on the upper part of their bodies, Mm -hmm. which no, no, I would not be going down into the basement basement. If somebody was like, oh yeah, they, uh, they tend to scratch you, but those pictures are in the YouTube video. They are Leon's pictures. I just screenshotted them to show Jennifer. They are not my photos. I will post one or two on our Instagram for you guys to see um, when this episode comes out, but I will do it with the proper credit. I just wanted to say that because I did get a Instagram DM from, I want to say the Duff Green Mansion post that I posted. Um, they re- from a like a city marketing for that city asking if they could use the photo of the house that I posted. And I linked them to the actual article that I got the picture from Mm -hmm. as to say a lot of the pictures that I'm posting on the Instagram are pictures that I have um, gotten from our research or other places to show you guys what we were talking about during the episode. But Most of them, unless they are coming from one of our ghost tour episodes, are not ours. (laughs) And I'm not going to take credit for any of them. Um, So I just wanted to put that out there. Just a little PSA. Don't want to to steal anything from anybody. No, no. So the basement is very, very negative. It's very stressed to be not a... um, not a fun entity sort of place to go down to. Although uh, Leon did say that down in the basement there, they have had recently a woman named Emma come through and she seems like a very cheerful, nice woman ghost. Uh, She hasn't really said much about where she's from or her origins or why she's there, but she seems nice. So it's like, I guess she's like the little ray of positivity of all this very, very horrible energy. But, you know, there always has to be one. There's always got to be a sunshine friend among the Eeyores. So that's true. <laughs> that's Emma. <laughs> Leon also told a story before I get into the actual investigation about a grim reaper like entity that seems to only show up when a resident of the DeSoto was going to die. The entity was a shadow like creature, he said, um, but they did not believe he was a demon. They simply believed that he was a an entity that I guess made it its sort of mission to help people pass on. I'm not really sure, but on a spirit spirit box session, when it was still being used residentially, they got an they got this entity saying Vicky is dead. Vicky is a resident. (laughs) She she was a resident there at that time, and a vet who was the manor manager at the time was down was on that floor with them while they were doing the spirit box, and she was like. Oh my God, I just talked to Vicky like 30 minutes ago and it said it two more times. So it prompted the manager to go up to Vicky's room and check on her. And she came back down and she was like, oh, everything's fine. She's fine. Nothing's going on. And so they kind of moved on with the spirit box, even though it kept saying Vicky is dead. They physically saw that she was fine. So they kind of moved on with the investigation and with the tour. However, a week later, Yvette called Leon's team and let them know that Vicky had died in her room of a massive heart attack at the DeSoto. Wow. Yeah. Did they have those spirit box session like recordings? Nope. Mm. Not that he offered. I don't know if he, I mean, it could very well be that they have them stored somewhere or they have them released. 
I only found the El Paso Ghost Tour Facebook page. They have a YouTube as well that has other locations videos and they, they have some DeSoto videos, but their website was a little bit hard to navigate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's nothing really on their website. So I got a lot of my information, like that video I told you about um, saying that they're going to try to move forward with the reconstruction right. from the Facebook. But I might go back through their entire history of their YouTube just to see if maybe like something is obscurely titled. Maybe I'll find something and I'll share it with people on our social media. But I could not find this Vicky is dead instance mm-hmm. online. But he said it happened. She died a week later of that heart attack. And apparently this is not the first time that a spirit has communicated death. And then it's happened. Like I said, there has been a lot of deaths supposedly at the the DeSoto just from things like a heart attack. But Leon also did say that there have been several suicides mm. at, the, at the DeSoto, which is just very sad, heavy energy. Yeah. He also told a story about when the pandemic started, he went by the DeSoto to make sure nobody had broken in trash anything beyond what has already been messed up. He was doing a Facebook live while he went by and he got startled because he saw a boy entity on the steps of the DeSoto basement. Hmm. And he said when he, he like, he was on Facebook live, I couldn't find this. Like, I don't think that they saved it as a recording um, because I couldn't find it in their Facebook videos. Hmm. Um, sometimes you can save a live as a re- later recording. Sometimes you don't like, It's really up to the Facebook user, but he said he turned to get a full look at the boy and then the boy just disappeared. And he said that he's never really encountered any other child spirit besides Sarah. So was that a demon presenting himself as a little boy or? Didn't he say that there was like a child size? Yeah, but he said that when it's it's like like a child height, it's a shadow with like glowing green eyes. He said this was like, look like an apparition of just like a little boy. So interesting. Maybe it's gotten more powerful and now can look like a little boy, which is just even more terrifying. So before he leaves Colin and Jeff to do this investigation, I'm going to get into some of the evidence that they found. He tells them to not pray. I guess Colin and Jeff usually do pray to kind of like protect themselves. And Leon was like, you don't want to pray in here, especially in the basement, because it like agitates the negative energy. So that's what he said before he left and locked them in. Ominous. <laughs> oh, like that. Oh yeah. So hold, hold, hold on to that because there are a lot of things that Colin and Jeff proceed to do against the suggestion or against just like common sense. I feel feel like the first thing is is that they use a Ouija board in the basement, which is just no, just don't do that. And Colin even says like he usually they don't usually use Ouija boards, but because of the supposed like satanic demonic activity, he wanted to provoke them in a way. I usually wear my seatbelt, but since we're going at a speed of 215 miles an hour, I thought it'd be fine if I didn't wear my seatbelt (laughs) this time. Exactly. Exactly. This place has definite like multiple accounts of negative, horrible shit happening, but let's just do it. He then calls, Colin then calls to the dead spirits, the people that are dead there, and to the demons, saying he is opening this portal on the Ouija board, leaving it open. 
He's also opening his mind and his body to experiences. Just no. <laughs> no, 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 so no. no investigation necessary. This guy is the reason why the hotel caught on fire. Well, okay. So there's a lot of other things I'm going to get into towards the very end about that fire. I just need to talk about it. But let me get through this because then they start to pray. Colin starts to try to do the Lord's prayer first. It's too late for that now, buddy. And he cannot seem to remember it. Like he keeps messing it up. You know, the, my father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, you know, yeah. all of that. Jeff tries. And I think he mentions that he went to Catholic school. So he tried the Lord's prayer and then mother Mary full of grace. Um, and he gets, has trouble getting through them. Like he keeps forgetting them halfway through. And then eventually Colin, Jeff and Johnny have to look at the Lord's prayer on Google and they recite it together. Cute. In perfect harmony. Uh, perfect little it was like an acapella group no love it (laughs) but they do this because specifically leon told them not to and as soon as they say amen they get this unexplained bump on the static camera it was like amen a fucking movement in the basement that you can hear they get two more of these bumps in the span of five minutes according to the video like what i saw in the video Mm -hmm. and do you know what that means? There were three, bumps. three three bumps in total. Do we do we all know what things coming in three means? <laughs> when we're not it's talking like, about camel's hair with three humps. <laughs> exactly. When it comes to paranormal, it means that there's something really evil going on and you need to leave. <laughs> I my mind was blown when they started doing this. Zach Bagans have has cursed at ghosts and he has yelled at them and he has said some really shoddy things and done some really shoddy things to provoke but even i could not imagine him even doing all of this well just like using a ouija board in itself like i feel like you're compiling a bunch of things that are not going to end up well in any instance like in any singularity but then when you put them all together it's like a it's a recipe for a burnt (laughs) cake is what you're doing Exactly. Um, I said a vortex. I, I said a vortex. It's a vortex at this point. It's a portal that ends with a vortex. <laughs> exactly. Um, but with the three thing, it really caught my attention because in the Zach Bagans Ghost Adventures episode, um, hold on, I'm sorry. Mai's automatic cat feeder just went off and it it says like it's my, me saying my it's time for food and it scared the shit out of me for a second so <laughs> i wasn't <laughs> expecting it uh, <laughs> uh, that orb turned into a voice yes let's i'll mention the orb in a second <laughs> because uh, i was humbled um <laughs> <laughs> but zach bagans hears three knocks and ghost adventures when they're down in the basement, they get a, th- a three knock after having an EVP session. So I liked, I like getting like the commonalities and experiences, especially when they're on tape. Um, and there's a little, there's, there's more commonalities between their investigation on um, the paranormal files and on ghost adventures, not only the three knocks and the things coming in threes, but also smelling a foul odor by the basement steps Zach Biggins experienced that. Um, and also Colin and Johnny experienced that. Mm. 
when they came up from the basement after doing all the stupid stuff that they did. Oh, they made it up the stairs after all that? Yeah, they did. Miracle. So they made the, made it up the steps. They smell this foul odor. And Colin and Johnny mentioned the Ghost Adventures episode. Like, that's really strange that we're smelling this. And like, you know, they smelled it too. And Jeff was like, oh, I don't know. I never watched that show. And it sounded like just a little bit of shade. He like backtracked and said it wasn't shade. Like he was like, oh no, like no offense. I just haven't like, once you're doing this stuff, you don't really watch the shows. <laughs> so I don't watch Ghost Adventures. And I was like, oh. please don't blacklist me from the community. <laughs> exactly. Zach Vegas has like a stronghold. <laughs> you better say nice things about me. So we're never getting famous. <laughs> but they had that that foul odor as well, which I thought was pretty cool linked, although it is an old dilapidated hotel. Yeah. And if you look at some of those pictures from the Google listing, there is a lot of mold. Yeah. And that is something I want to mention. When Leon led them down to the basement with the tour, he told Colin and... Um, Jeff that he they shouldn't have a problem with like the effects of mold in the basement because he had recently gone through and like done like a heavy bleach cleaning Mm. Mm. but I feel like with that amount of mold it takes more than just bleach to kind of get rid of it who knows they didn't go down with their respirator masks on they did later oh I see they did later but they're not as intense as um the the ghost adventure In this whole thing, they experience a lot of random footsteps, lights that should not be on, but they are on in rooms that they've not gone into. I personally noticed that their camera kept defocusing at really random times. Like at first I thought it was like human error. And I was like, these guys are supposed to be very used to doing this by now. They have a lot of videos. Why are they so shitty at focusing their camera? Right. But it, it happened so much that I was like, I think that this is something else. Lights on their camera kept going on and off randomly. A One of their static cams ended up losing all of its footage on the mm. memory card by the by when they went to go check. Another, which is another correlation was with Ghost Adventures because their camera actually fell off. One of their static fr- cams that was like taped to the wall with the, you know, they, they taped those things pretty securely. Yeah. It like forcefully fell off oh and they also had some things with their focusing on that that episode their focusing of their cameras was kind of wonky so it seems like there's a lot of technical manipulation at the DeSoto like I said this this video is two hours long and there's a lot going on so I'm just going to give some people some some timestamps to people that you can go and see we're going to look at two but, you know, just for people listening at home, if you want to watch this video, but you want to see some of the highlighted activity that I think was very compelling, I'm just going to give you the timestamp so you can skip around because I'm nice like that. You are so thoughtful. <laughs> at one hour, 32 minutes and 31 seconds, there is an orb that they don't mention or they don't highlight, but I see it. And now... <laughs> Now you're hyper aware. Now, after, if you have not seen the Instagram video, please go to the Instagram video last week when we were recording. Apparently, I upset something in my apartment by saying that I didn't really believe in orbs and there's a very legit orb. (laughs) Well, the weird thing was you said that after it happened. That's why I was giving you that look of like, 
<laughs> oh, I wonder. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I shaded it afterwards. I was like, dude, I'm right here. I already showed you. <laughs> I didn't see it for myself in real time. Jennifer had to show me later. And we did a lot. I want to say we did a lot of debunking. We did efforts. And I could not come up with anything. I could not recreate what happened. So, um, so yeah, if you want to see our orb, go to Instagram. If you want to see their orb, it's at one hour, 32 minutes and 31 seconds <laughs> at one hour, 35 minutes, 17 seconds. There is a voice. Uh, the mention of the foul odor is at one hour, 37 minutes and 43 seconds. And at one hour, 42 minutes and 18 seconds, there's another voice. Now, at one hour, 47 minutes and 45 seconds, there is a yell and a clap. Oh, they do disclaim this as they have a disclaimer right after it saying that it could have come from outside, but it sounded like it came from the hallway when they heard it. Mm-hmm. And then it was completely silent afterwards. Mm-hmm. And their reasoning is if it was a group with a child or like a group of people walking by outside, wouldn't the noises stopped more gradually, like fade out. Right. I am going to show this to you. Ah. Spirits and demons are supposedly able to travel through your screen. Yeah. They do have that disclaimer. So I lit a sage moment candle. (laughs) I don't like that. Listen, I do not like this disclaimer as my disclaimer. (laughs) I am uncomfortable with this, but I'm doing it for the vine. Doing it for the podcast. So that sounded like a cat to me. Sounded like a cat yowling? Yeah. Like a... a pre I'm about to fuck you up scream. I could see that. I could see that. It, the thing that like was really weird to me was like the clap afterwards. I did not hear the clap, but I was also very frustrated with my speakers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it comes out of nowhere. And I do get what they're saying when they're, when they're doing the disclaimer that it just kind of subtly stops too. Cause they walk a few more feet afterwards and it's just dead silent. Hmm. So it's just, a, it's, it's a very peculiar, random scream, yowl, cat thing. Would have made me unsettled. Yeah. You know, but not, but these people don't get out when there's, a, <laughs> there's danger right there. <laughs> they just keep going. I mean, now I say all this, but I stayed perfectly silent while something was floating above your head. I don't know if that makes <laughs> me a bad friend or a good paranormal investigator, but <laughs> it makes you just, you know. I freeze, obviously. <laughs> With ghosts, if it's it's fight, flight, or freeze, and you, and you just freeze, that's fine. <laughs> I don't know what I'll be doing in that situation. If there's an orb behind you, I might be. <laughs> I feel like if I was there, I probably would have just like gently grabbed your arm and pulled you away slowly. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, um what is going on here? But like the way that it was flying, I was like, maybe there's a, like a moth or something in her. No, there, there wasn't. It's just so weird. That was very weird. <laughs> Hopefully like, like the yowl. Yes. Like this, like this yowl. Hopefully nothing else happens after this. Also at one hour, 50 minutes, 47 seconds, they have these light up cat balls. Like they light up. They're like little cat toy balls that like uh, light up. Gotcha. And they use them in the dark to like just put on the floor in case anything moves. Mm-hmm. And one starts moving on its own while the EMF reader starts to go off. Um, 
it looks really cool. However, the room is very dark. Mm. So I cannot confirm if this is an entity or somebody in the dark moving it around themselves, manipulating. I'm not saying that this the people in this video would try to purposely manipulate things for views. I'm not saying that. Sincerely not saying that. This is not sarcasm. I'm just saying I always have a healthy skepticism with things like that. And the room behind them is like pitch black. So mm. you can't see anybody behind behind the balls lighting up. I wonder why they weren't using like a night vision of some sort. Um, they were in some areas, but they weren't during this instance. It was just very peculiar. Mm. The camera also would not focus very well on these cat toys um, while they were moving around. On the cat balls? On the cat balls. Um, (laughs) I will say that this gave me the similar feeling to what in the Ghost Adventures episode when Jay is at that table. He's at a table. He's at the the command central with all the the monitors and his uh, camera joystick suddenly like pulls back on the table and it startles him like as if it's on its own. This instance in this video and that gave me the same sort of feeling because when I saw it on Ghost Adventures, again, I'm not saying Ghost Adventures makes anything up or manipulates things for the audience. However, it absolutely looked like to me that Jay stepped on the cord underneath his feet and it pulled like you can do with a mouse at any sort of computer desk. Mm -hmm. Not a sermon, just a thought. Other things that happened were at 219.49, they had a, that stick figure ghost camera thing. There's a technical term for it, but you know, when they had the camera and the ghosts dance like little stick figures. Yes. <laughs> uh, the Paranormal Files has one of those. And one showed up in the basement and then it started to get bigger. And as it started to get better, the motion light where it supposedly was started to go off, I like light up. Don't like that. I don't like it either. And then it was crouching. Just huh. get out (laughs) praying mantis mode evacuate exactly leave and then in 221 30 towards kind of like the middle end uh colin starts to feel off he starts to wander around he's staring at the ground he has to sit down because he gets dizzy both him and jeff towards the end of this video get very very angry and upset with each other towards the end like they're in the basement for a very long time and Colin starts to cough and sound very stuffed up. Like he's very sick. And then I was like, that's why I was like, how well did this bleach? <laughs> and he has a mask on. How well did the bleach work? Because right. he sounds like he's going to hack up a lung at one point towards the end of the video. And he did not sound like that at the beginning of the video. And he and Jeff are just very agitated, um, which is another kind of parallel to ghost adventures zach and aaron both start to get very agitated with each other um especially when zach starts to burn sage down in the basement he aaron and jay are like you know they get this feeling of anger and they want to like push him against the wall and stop him from doing it so there's a lot of manipulation of emotions supposedly going on Mm. And during that time, that 2.21.30, he is asking, where are you in here to the entity that's kind of, he's saying is making him feel off. And there's a crash behind him that sounds like breaking glass. And everybody turns around because they were all facing the front of like facing him. And then everything starts to light up. The REM pod, the motion sensors, like everything starts to light and go crazy. And so they go towards the sound as paranormal investigators do for some reason. And they find, they end up finding a light bulb randomly crashed 
and like broken on the floor. None of them would wake it in a scary movie. Just no, (laughs) no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. I don't, I can't, there's no lights in the basement. So I don't, I can't imagine, you know, I don't know why a light bulb would be down there. I guess it's like, it's a lot of storage. Oh yeah. Yeah. I met, it just seems like where they put all the extra stuff. I mean, if you look at the pictures, there's like old vanity counters, tables, chairs, like it just seems like a catch-all. So I could see it. I could absolutely see a light bulb being down there. Yeah. But then like it just randomly falling to the floor and breaking. It's just No, I have no explanation for that. Yes. And there's another compelling of things, some something light fixtury moving and crashing on its own in the Ghost Adventures episode, which um was a clip I really wanted to see because I kept mentioning it with the ceiling fan that falls and slides off, which you've watched that clip. Right. I have watched that clip. I believe I can probably share that clip to our Instagram stories from the Ghost Adventure website. So people also can see that clip if they don't know what I'm talking about. But it's basically a ceiling fan that's laying on this dresser in the basement. And it just very forcefully like feel just is pushed off and then and then I can see what Zach is saying in his voiceover it starts to be pushed off like it's just gonna be pushed straight off but at the last moment it does move like it's being pushed at an angle oh see I saw that as like the blade getting caught on the dresser and it changed its direction but maybe I saw it differently yeah I just didn't see anything else on the dresser that could catch on to the to the blade it was just like that smooth surface but you could be right either way there really wasn't anybody around <laughs> so i can't debunk that as somebody stepping on the cord and pulling it towards them no it was literally out of nowhere like as soon as you mentioned that i knew exactly what episode you were talking about because yeah. that one that episode really was weird yeah a lot of really weird things happen on on that episode um they because they also do a parallel investigation in a cemetery with supposedly Richard Ramirez did some satanic rituals there. Um, so it's just a, it's a whole cluster of demons in El Paso. Apparently <laughs> um, I watched to the very end of this paranormal files video, just because I wanted to see how everything turned out. And I also wanted to see if they closed anything before they left, like maybe a portal that they might have opened at the beginning of this this video. But they just all decide to leave because Colin starts to feel so sick. And it just ends with him saying, we'll share some of more of our um, findings at a later date. I haven't seen any updated video of any sort of specific EVPs that they might have found and cleaned up or anything like that. So maybe they're going to be doing that in the coming weeks. I'm not sure. But they did not. They did not say anything to the effect of, you need to stay here. You need to leave us alone after this. I'm closing this portal. They didn't cleanse anything. Um, Maybe they did that off camera. I sincerely hope that they did because once you say you're opening your mind and body up to something and then you don't say, yeah, that's just, that's just opening yourself to a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. That you don't want following you home. I wanted, so when we mentioned the fire and opening these portals and opening these things and maybe and then the fire happening weeks later. I found this whole video super eerie to watch after learning about this fire because at the very beginning you can hear the low battery chirp of a smoke detector. 
and it keeps going off and they even joke about it they're like oh that's just a smoke detector it's like dead you know pretty much all the smoke detectors here are dead Eh. and it was like low battery chirping and like it just was very i was like maybe you should have changed those (laughs) i don't know i mean nobody was in there the only reason like they it was reported that the Hotel Indigo, which was like across the street, was actually who reported the fire because nobody was there. Yeah, but still. And then when they go into the basement during the tour, they find a bunch of half burnt papers. Like somebody was burning papers and then they didn't get to finish it. And so they're like half burnt and they're just like lying on the floor. Like somebody was trying to start a fire, basically. And Colin was like, Is this paranormal? And Leon was like, no, I think it was somebody who broke in probably trying <laughs> no, to No, it's just arson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, this is making me uneasy seeing what happened just a few weeks later. Yeah. Um, like- so, so yeah. So the fire stuff kind of, there's so many like weird happenings in this video. Then with the mind knowing that this fire happened, it just kind of make, makes me tilt my head a little bit. Yeah, but you also said that people were like breaking in and squatting, so it could have just been somebody yeah, being careless. Yeah, there are a lot of people, like homeless people that break in just for the shelter. Something I did find funny about this video was that the guys seemed a little bit more afraid of homeless people breaking in while they were there and them not knowing than some of the ghost stuff because they hear something and they both both Jeff and Colin grab metal rods and they were shouting about how strong they were and how they could kick somebody's ass and how they have weapons as they're like walking through some of the rooms. Oh, like what you were doing in St. Simon's. Yeah. So it just <laughs> made me think about when we were in St. Simon's, I got to the Airbnb first and I heard, I, I was like going through the Airbnb and I was on the phone with Jennifer and I guess just kept talking very loudly about how I had a weapon and I hope nobody was in here trying to surprise me because I would hate to hit them with my weapon. So I, I absolutely understand <laughs> that sort of reaction when you hear something in another room that you're not prepared for. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of videos. Once you put in DeSoto El Paso, Diminished 505 has a video from 2019 that they get an EVP at the four minute mark of a woman named Edith. Just the first name, Edith. Don't get anything else. And they also get a, an EVP at the five minute, 15 second mark. Uh, another man in that video mentions a guy named James who supposedly died in the hotel and was not found for three days. Eh. No specific last name or cause of death, though. But he apparently is now one of the entities that hangs around. And um, that sort of got me because... Ghost Adventures does mention a James in their episode who was supposedly possessed in the early 2000s and died by shootout with the police at the DeSoto. So if you you find anything like that, we'll give an update to see if that really happened. You said the early 2000s? Yes. So just one last thing about the Ghost Adventures episode. He is talking with some of the residents that are standing outside and one of the women's like, are you gifted? You seem like you have a gift. And he started glowing. And no, and Zach Zach Bacons was like, I wouldn't call it a gift. Huh. <laughs> Which is just 
he's the king of the empaths i tell you there's nobody who's ever going to be able to top him i i laughed out loud i started laughing just it was just the drama is thick with that one you know what and i love it i love the drama but but yeah that's that's pretty much it for the desoto there's a lot going on there's a lot of negative stuff going on and because of that warning on the youtube video that demons can come out of screens i would just like to say with my sage moment candle light lighted we are not open to anything like that lighted <laughs> lit <laughs> lighted we're not open to anything like that we're um we're just a humble little podcast that doesn't want anything to do with anything that might come from the desoto so you have been humbled <laughs> i have been humbled <laughs> No, but I just think in general, after all watching all the Ouija board and the the provoking, just it, it made me unsettled. So yeah, no, we don't we don't mess with that. We're just here Mm-mm. for the stories. We're not yeah, we're just here for the fun little stories. See if we can find some history that backs it up and yeah. go on our merry way. That's that's it here. Well, it is unfortunate that it burned. I would yes. be interested if they rebuilt it to know if, if anything act- else happened. Yeah, if the activity goes on. The activity continues. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> Her podcast runs. Um, <laughs> no, but that would be interesting if they actually do kind of get it up and running again and get it all restored. If like some of the entities stick around if they move on if the demonic activity continues i feel like you need like a team of mediums and priests to go in and cleanse the place yeah i think i'm gonna i'm gonna do a little bit more digging on this one if i get enough i'll update in the next episode but if i find some tidbits i'll just pass on to you so you can update the social media with anything that i find i personally would not based on what you have found and based on just the ghost adventures episode, I would not be one to venture in there. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it's haunted. I would say it's more than a haunting. Yeah. I think that um, at this point, as far as haunted with devil Dave or even like a Sarah or some of the names that were mentioned, I don't, I can't say because we don't have anything to confirm those people ever existed. And it's a little bit more unsettling that we can't confirm it because I do think that there's something darker going on there. Yeah. I think that like there, it's totally possible that there's, there could be like a demonic haunting there that is just making all these people up to confuse people and to make them feel like there's, there's some good spirits in there too. Yeah. There's people there, not bad things. Yes. So we won't be staying there we won't be venturing in oh definitely not now no that's a bummer that's a bummer hopefully they do they rebuild their new slogan will be we're lit (laughs) (laughs) really just lead into it (laughs) (laughs) this place is on fire not literally this time (laughs) oh uh so what are we doing next week we are going to Virginia. Ah, uh, we love some Virginia, but just it Virginia, is, not West Virginia. It is for lovers. So, uh, do you have a sage moment? 
my stage moment is that Zachary made it onto his flight. Oh, happy day. <laughs> so I will be going soon to get him from the airport, bring him home. He has not had to reschedule anything. Very grateful. He did say that his, t- his plane is kind of tiny. So, but he is on the plane. I'm going to go get him. And that is my stage moment to have my husband back after a week. Congratulations. Thank you. What Are is you yours? excited? Uh, yes, <laughs> I am excited. I got kind of pretty lonely towards the end mm-hmm. of, of this, this week. I was like, man, I have no one to talk to. I have, you know, no one to bug and annoy. I ate very crappy because usually I'm cooking for two mm-hmm. and it just didn't seem like it made sense to cook for just one. So no, <laughs> I ate a lot hard. of, I ate, I ate a lot of fast food and I ate a lot of ramen. So, well, my stage moment is also speaking of food, food, <gasps> we're making dumplings this weekend. Mm, Hopefully nice. <laughs> if, if everything is running smoothly, we're going to be trying our hand at hand making Asian dumplings. I found this great episode of binging with Babish. I've been really wanting to try our hand at making it. We, Joe and I love cooking things. So depending on how they turn out, I mean, regardless of how they turn out, I'll send you a picture so you can post it on our shows, on our social. Yeah. But we're very excited. You're always so creative with cooking. I cook like the same things over and over again. We get so bored with that specifically. Like we, we will end up eating out because we're bored of what we're making. And so to try and prevent ourselves from eating out, we try to keep it different. We still yeah. end up cooking chicken and rice at least once a week. <laughs> Yeah, I have a healthy rotation of like rice, a rice dish, a noodle dish, yeah, Caesar salad, <laughs> wings, always wings, so, always wings. They're so easy once you get them from Sam's Club, and you can just put them in the air fryer. Just perfect. Mm-hmm. So that's that's about it. If you want to send us any suggestions, we would love those. Whether you're, we have a lot of out of country listeners. So even if you're not in the U S if you have something in your area that you think that we would enjoy covering, or if you would enjoy us covering, feel free to send it our way. Um, that's haunted or hoax pod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on all of our socials, check out our website to get the social links at haunted or and be sure and review us on Apple Podcast. It is beyond a huge help. Yes. Yes. It's it really to be very, very helpful. So yes, it really pushes us out there. And that's it. Is that I think that's it? it. I think that's it. We will Ooh. we'll talk to you next time. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.